Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, just head on over to decidedlydry.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It is your friend Jess with Decidedly Dry, or around here I'm more commonly referred to as mom, 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 mom. (laughs) Sound familiar? Um, All right. Here we are. It is episode 13, and I am very excited for you to meet one of my sober sisters, Jen. Jen is from Texas. She is the mom of three girls, and her story is is one of those stories where, gosh, I mean, I hear it, and I literally feel like she's telling my story. So I hope you enjoy this episode and are having the best day ever. Well, hello, everybody. It's Jess with Decidedly Dry. And this week, I have the absolute honor of introducing you to my sober twin, Miss Jen. Jen, thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Oh, Jen. So for those of you that don't know Jen, you are in for a treat. I call her my sober twin because we met, oh my gosh, now I'm going to try to remember and not mess up our dates, but we were in the sober sis program together when we first were exploring and testing the, the sober waters, correct? Yes. And was it 2019? Yes. I signed up January. You signed up what? March. Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you in advance for being here. And I'm so excited because we are going to talk about things that we honestly really haven't talked to about with each other in this chat too. So it'll be really fun. Um, All right. To get started, this is where you, you know, you know how it goes. You kind of get to share your story. You've probably (laughs) practiced it a bazillion times now, but just tell listeners who you are, if you have kids, where you live, all that good stuff. So I'm Jennifer. I am 40 years old and I have been married for, I think, 17 years this year. I'm planning the anniversary trip, but I don't know how many years it is. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have three daughters and we live in Texas. Um, I stay at home because I homeschool my oldest. I will probably homeschool all three next year again. Um, we go back and forth because we're not really sure their learning styles. We're learning their learning styles. Um, I'm also a squad sister for sober sis. So I kind of consider that my job because it's very important to me and my sobriety. (laughs) Um, I love fitness. I love to travel. I love being in nature. I love reading books. Um, uh, That's me. I found a new love for tea. (laughs) Ooh, I love it. Yeah, it used to be coffee. And now I'm like, can I have some matcha tea, please? (laughs) So fancy. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And so many similarities. Oh my gosh. Books and sober sis. And oh, I just, I adore you. That's why you're my twin. Um, Well, let's get to the down and dirty. Um, Why don't you go ahead and, and tell us kind of your relationship with alcohol when 
you know, it made an appearance in your life when you started to, I don't know, maybe think that it was a problem and how you got help? Well, you know, I was thinking about it and I feel like I've always drank. I mean, yeah, there were times in high school I drank. Um, I drank obviously through college. I shouldn't say obviously. I just feel like everybody drinks in college. Um, so I drank and I overdrank. I binge drank, but I didn't know I was binge drinking because everybody was doing it right alongside me. So it didn't phase me that there was a problem or I should be concerned until about 2015. Um, I had just had my third daughter and I realized it was an addiction. It was hard to part with. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to stop drinking. It tasted good. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I was looking uh, back, I, I keep a prayer journal and I write a lot of my prayers down because I'm more of a, I process through writing and um, I can see it. And the last one I could find or the oldest one I could find was 2017. And I had been praying in that time that God would take it away from me. Hmm. Um, but, and I had, I had joined a bunch of programs too, um, uh, starting in around 2015, I, I joined a bunch of programs. I would get drunk. I would be hung over the next morning and I would sign up for a program because I was going to kick it this time, but I never followed through. Right. Mm. So I guess it was 2019 when I jumped on to sober sis and I did my reset and I did the reset. And then even after that, I was like, Oh, not moderate, you know, everybody around me drinks. Um, it'll just be easier if I drink. So um, I tried to stay sober. I'd go like 30 days. I'd go 60 days. I'd go 90 days. I trained for a half marathon one time and I, I trained completely sober so I could, I could get all those miles in and get all that running in. And then I drank the night before the race. I, <laughs> I don't I know why. About you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I went so far and then drank before the race. Um, I still completed the race, but it was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So you had tried all these programs yep. and then which one stuck? Okay. So I, a sober sis, we have this uh, community that we can talk to each other over Marco Polo. And I, <laughs> you know, this story, I got out of the Marco Polo. I was like, this is too much for my brain to like, I felt like alcohol was it, this is ironic. I felt like alcohol was controlling me in the sense of studying about it and trying to get over it. And in reality, drinking it is what controlled me. So eventually, through all the books that I was reading, I finally read um, The Joy of Being Sober, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. And when I read that book, I was like, okay, because I'm the type of drinker and person so I like to have fun. Mm -hmm. So I don't quit drinking because I want to keep having fun. Just like if you give me tea now, <laughs> we're going to drink tea all day until, <laughs> you know, we're just having fun. So I thought that's what I would lose if I got sober, that I would lose all the excitement in life and I would lose all the fun. So finally I went back and I, I messaged you, Jess, and I was like, can I get back in that Marco Polo group, please? <laughs> <laughs> take me back. <laughs> yeah, take me back, please. So I got back in and then I was just I was so tired of being controlled, of it controlling my mind every day that it was um New Year's Eve sitting by the pool in Texas, Texas. 
I text Jen Couch, the head of SoberSys, because back when we started, mm-hmm. you know, it was so small and intimate that she, you know, we were on personal level with her. Right. So I text her and I was like, can I come back and join your alcohol-free living program? <laughs> <laughs> and of course she said, yes, come of on, course. open arms. And it was through that program. That's when it stuck. And, and I think it was a mind shift. Like I had completely surrendered it to God, but I was re- re- ready to work with him too. Mm-hmm. Like not just pray about it, but actually do some hard digging and figure out why I was drinking and why I kept sabotaging myself. Mm-hmm. So I went through her 10 week alcohol-free living course and just, just every day learning and studying. And once I got through that seven to 10 days of brain fog, once I got through that, mm-hmm. then the zest for learning came back. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to read everything. I wanted to learn everything. And I still can't put the books down. I can't stop. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. And so for those of you guys that don't know, I'm just going to let you guys know. So Marco Polo is an app where it's kind of like a video walkie talkie. That's kind of how I describe it. And so with the Sober Sis program, what's so great is she offers this 21 day reset. That's where Jen and I met. And you get plopped into this Marco Polo group where you get to meet and interact with all the women that are doing the 21 day reset at the, at the same time as you. And that was a game changer for me too. Just that community piece learning that again, I say it every episode, we're not alone and that there are women, you know, going through the same things that we are. And then, um, I did not do the AFL course, but the alcohol free living course that Jen is referring to, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of the next step after you do the 21 day reset, it's kind of like, okay, you finish the reset now what? And that's kind of the next stepping stone. Am I right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Just so that everybody knows that. Well, oh, I just, I love that you found that love for, for learning and for giving back and for being open to, to what was next after you removed the alcohol again and just kind of dove back in. Yeah. It it gives you like this fresh leaf, leaf, fresh leaf on life, you know, and, and with other people, when you're talking with other people on Marco Polo or like now that I'm a squad sister, I get to help walk those resetters through their first 21 days, that type one identification is a game changer Mm -hmm. because, you know, I can talk to my husband about it, but he still drinks. So Mm -hmm. he, and he, he's not on the same journey as I am. So he doesn't get it in the same identification that I do. So when I get to talk to other women, other moms who are going through the same thing, then yeah, that's when it makes you know that you are not alone. And there are so many other out there almost just like you like a very similar stories very similar um retox to detox cycle that they're trying to get out of so yeah that was the game changer for me oh well and so I want to talk about a little bit about fitness because you and I another thing we have in common is when we were new moms we both owned franchises right so you I owned baby boot camp here in town, which was like a stroller fitness program for moms. And you were, were you stroller strides? I can't remember. I was, it's called fit for mom. And we taught stroller strides, which is the exact (laughs) same thing down here in Texas. And yeah, we just motivated and encouraged new moms to get out and work out with their kids. So yeah, that's crazy, right? It is crazy. And so (laughs) 
I, I don't think it's a surprise that you and I have found a lot of success in sobriety when we give back and we're of service, you know, with you giving back in the Sober Sis program with me and Decidedly Dry. I think it's it's familiar. It's been a constant in our life that we want to help specifically moms and women because we relate so much to their stories, right? Yes. Well, it, and for me, one of my gifts, I believe, is encouragement. And I'm just, I love to encourage other women that they can do this, whether it be, you can do fitness or you can do sobriety, just don't give up. Keep trying. Yeah. If, even, if you have a day one in any journey, either journey, right? Keep going, keep going. If you have a setback, data point, whatever you want to call it. If you have your weekend messed up, start again on Monday yep. in either journey, because one day it's going to stick. One day you're going to get it right deep in the heart and you're not going to want to quit. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, not to, not to live in the past, but I'm curious if your experience was similar to mine. So if you can think back to fitness days, not that we're not, you know, working out now, but when you were running the program, what was a typical day for, for Jen, who still was drinking when you were running that program? I mean, what was it like? So I'd get up really early before the kids and have my quiet time, my prayer time. I'd go guzzle down my protein shakes and my supplements, my energy boosters, and I'd go teach a fitness class. And I would preach to these moms about health and fitness. And then let's say it's a Friday. We'd meet up for a mom's night out. Same women, mom's night out, always centered around the consumption of alcohol. Mm-hmm. We'd go to dinner. But what were we really doing? We were having drinks to relax because motherhood is crazy. And then, you know, it, it would repeat itself every day. And I, I, you only know what you know. Now I know better. And I wouldn't take them out to do those things. Mm-hmm. I would teach them how to relax without alcohol now. So sometimes I regret it, but I don't want to regret, I don't want to have regrets because there were some really awesome connections there, mm-hmm. um, whether we had wine or not, but yeah, if I could do it over, I would teach them so much more <laughs> holistic, healthy options for relaxing in the midst of motherhood. Right. Right. You'd when have you- them over for a cup of tea, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is such a powerful thing that you said is we only know what we know. And at the time, my life looked exactly what you just described. I mean, it was healthy, fit mom preaching to her clients, you know, and then once five mm-hmm. o'clock hit, it was wine mom. It was like a switch went off and I was finishing off a bottle of wine by myself. And then I was just, it was like Groundhog's Day. I was just, yeah. I w- it was a, it was a loop. Yes. And I would, I would count my calories or count my macros, whichever thing I was doing, you know, because the whole philosophy of 80, 20, right? Be 80% healthy. And if you need to splurge, splurge. Well, my 20 would be alcohol, wine. Mm-hmm. And I would allot myself those calories or those macros and work around that. That's just so, yeah. so time consuming <laughs> and crazy now. <laughs> Well, and I know it was like the one thing that we 
we weren't willing to give up at the time mm-hmm. because again, it was, it was all we knew. We, we were programmed and we believed that wine was part of the gig. You know, that mm-hmm. was just what you did when you were a new mom. That's how you survived. That's what you earned at the end of the day, because that's yes. what everyone was telling us. We didn't know any better. Yeah. So, it was your reward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. And I like that you also picked out every day um, that, you know, any program or anything you wrote up, like wine would not, would not go though. It would still find its place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was the, yeah, it was the staple in my diet. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy to me. Well, and so did you, am I correct in saying that there was just this feeling of unbalanced, like just not, not feeling balanced, right? Cause you were just in yeah. that, that loop every single day. Correct. Yeah. I felt, I felt like, uh, Mr. Jekyll and Hyde, you know what I mean? Like I, I had two lives going on because nobody knew that, you know, on a Tuesday night, I was also cracking open that bottle of wine and drinking until I went to sleep, um, every night. So, um, they thought that I was super healthy and, this was all, you know, natural energy. And no, there were times that I'd have to take fat burners to overcome that hangover, to be present. And, mm-hmm. and it's not really even present, but just to be energetic enough to coach. And, and that is a terrible, unhealthy cycle to be in. Right, right. And I think there were lots of moments of like, for me, I'm speaking from my own experience of shame and guilt in the morning, you know, showing up to teach a class. I mean, being completely honest, hung over on some days and, and just knowing that something didn't feel right. Like, how am I showing up as the person that I want, or I'm not showing up as the person I want to be. And I'm not being the inspiration that I should be by showing up the way that I am. Yes, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like it was a roller coaster, you know, some, some days, some weeks, some months be great. I would be very encouraging, actually somebody that you would want to, you know, be. And then some weeks I wasn't, I, I shouldn't have been in that position to, um, I had no right to be in that position sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I wasn't the best person or the best, best version of myself that I could have, should have been. But we can't should on ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> now no. we know better. <laughs> and if only we could train them now, right? Oh man, right? they would get the full package. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, kind of still on the same lines of fitness, but do you think personally, I'm curious, um, that alcohol kind of held you back as far as your fitness goals and your, and your goals back then? I don't know if you were like me, like I was constantly training for something or participating in some burpee challenge or, you know, I mean, the list goes on. And I'm curious if you felt like alcohol held you back a little bit in anything that you were doing. I think towards the end, it did, um, you know, closer to like 2020, 2020 and 2020. Um, I think that's when, yeah, that in 2020, the, I would set the goals, but I wouldn't accomplish them. Hmm. I wouldn't complete the goal or finish it like I would prior to that year. So, um, well, and then that's your COVID hit too. So like my goals were like inside the house on a treadmill, right. you know, so it was so much easier to just go sit down and drink the bottle of wine and get on the treadmill and work out. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, towards the end of my 
drinking, it definitely affected my goals in yeah. fitness. Now, um, I just train differently. I'm yeah. stronger now than I ever was physically and mentally and probably emotionally. But um, I just train differently now. I don't do it to punish myself mm-hmm. for what I did to my body last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it now because I, I want to feel good. I feel good. I want to feel even better. And now I know what the, um, the hormones do, you know, the, the endorphins, the dopamine, serotonin. I know what it all does now. And um, it just makes me feel good to get outside and take a walk. It doesn't have to be the, the uh, half marathon now. Right. It's just moving my body. And, and I think that's, what's more important back in those days. I was, I was yelling and, you know, do a hundred lunges a day. You know? <laughs> I remember doing lunges around the track. Like we got to yes. do a whole lap of them. Like it was always yes. somewhat of a punishment. Yes, definitely. Hmm. And now I'm much more um, caring about my body. I mean, I'm getting older too. So I want to make sure it, it prolongs itself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, and I think you nailed it where it's, it's no longer a punishment. It's more for enjoyment. And I don't want to say upkeep upkeep sounds like we're really getting old, (laughs) but it is true. I mean, we're not getting younger. So just continuing to move our body and appreciate what it does Mm. for us (laughs) and upkeep, I guess. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I want to know what you are doing now. Like, tell me some of the benefits that you have welcomed since removing alcohol. What are your favorite things that you noticed right off the bat? Uh, Better memory. So, you know, I would drink and and forget things. And my memory is so much better now. (laughs) Like, I have to remind my family, hey, you know, I can remember what happened now. Right. You know, right. I I remember what you said. So let's (laughs) talk about it. But just that, that, uh, fog has lifted, right? Like my head's aren't, my head's not in the clouds anymore. I'm like, I'm focused and I'm present and I can, um, I can understand things better, like comprehend better. So, um, that that's been the biggest benefit for me, especially as a homeschooling mom. (laughs) No kidding. There was a year when I was drinking and wake up hungover and trying to homeschool. And that just does not work at all. Mm -mm. So there's been a lot of growth, but there's also been a lot of personal growth because um, I have the space for it now, right? I have the time at night to read the books or to do the meditation and the yoga or, or just take a hot bath Mm -hmm. and think like feel my feelings and think about what I'm feeling and put words to it. So yeah, I, I would think, I would say the best thing I got from it is a clear head and time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think having that ability to react to the way you want to, you know, you mentioned yes. a lot of things like <laughs> I used to totally do the, oh, it's just mommy brain. Like, you know, my memory, I can't remember anything, but yes. now we can remember everything. I mean, not everything, yes. but most things and we can react and respond. I feel like the way that we might want to compared to before, you know? So, oh, I love that you pointed those out. Yeah, because um, before, before we would react and now we respond. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. 
Um, well, I personally know that you've been coaching with, um, sober sister. What do you guys call it? I'm sorry. You're on your squad member. Oh yeah. I'm a squad sister. Now you're a squad sister. So, so what does that look like? Mm-hmm. What is, tell me about that. Okay. So a squad sister walks alongside the women who are coming into their very first reset, or it could be their second reset, you know? Um, so we just walk through the, walk through it with them and, um, encourage them daily on Marco Polo after we've gone over the emails that Jen sends out to each, um, resetter. And it's been game changer for me because Mm. not only do I get to encourage women, which fills my bucket, Um, I also am not going to get complacent because I see their struggles and what alcohol can do to me if I were to go back to drinking. Yeah. So a lot of people can't say that they will never drink again, but I I will, I will take that leap and say, I'm never going to drink again because I don't want to drink again. It's a choice and I I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which I cannot believe I'm saying. (laughs) I know. I'm so proud of you (laughs) because in the beginning, never is a hard word to say, you know, I mean, we tell a lot of people in the beginning, like, Hey, focus on today, Mm -hmm. focus on today, focus on right now. Like just take it day by day as cliche as that sounds. But for some people saying never and completely removing it off the table, not an option, not going back. I think it just depends on the person for you. I love that. You're like, no, nope not going to happen. That's so Mm -hmm. powerful that you can say that. Well, and it's, it's like, you have to know the whole story or the whole journey, because I couldn't say that, uh, 500 days ago, right. Mm -hmm. That I was still like, okay, well, just for today. So today I'm not drinking for this event. I'm not drinking for this vacation. I'm not drinking. You got to take it one instance at a time, one day at a time. And Finally, it just got to a point where if it's off the table, it's easier because then I don't have to think about it. And decision fatigue is a big deal for me. (laughs) I don't like to make a lot of choices. Like give me two choices (laughs) and I'm good. (laughs) I don't like to make a lot of decisions. This is overwhelming. Okay. (laughs) Just give me one or the other. (laughs) I have three daughters and they're overwhelming enough that I don't need to have a lot of outside decisions to make. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. I freaking adore you. Um, okay. My next question, I'm looking at my list so that I stay focused too. Otherwise we're going to go off on a, you know, squirrel, um, looking forward, what will this new chapter of your life enable you to do? So what's, what's next? What's going on? Wow. I don't really know what is next. I feel something coming, but I don't know what it is, <laughs> but too I do many, know that. too many choices, no more decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I know just being present in the life of, I mean, my children are 12, 10 and seven and girls, and there's going to be a lot of things coming up in the next couple years or lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being fully present to, you know, walk side by side with them through life and to help them. And then, you know, there's my husband too, being present in our marriage. To me, that's my mission field, my marriage and my children, my family. So um, I'm not sure if there will be anything outside the home, but inside the home, there's going to be a lot of learning and loving. Yeah. That's beautiful. I can see it. Yeah. And someday you'll remember how long you've been married too, right? Yeah. One day. (laughs) 
What's next? You know, in <laughs> 2025, it will be 20 years. Oh that I can gosh. tell you. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, and I love that you remind listeners that, you know, your biggest accomplishment, your biggest project can be in your house, can yeah. be the the beautiful humans that you are raising. It can be the example that you're setting every single day just to live life to the fullest. You know, it doesn't right? have to be a big a new job. It doesn't have to be a new anything. It can just be what you can control, you know, under your roof too. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reminding us of that. Yeah. Well, and I got lost when I had my franchise, I got lost in the, I need to be present on social media. I need to encourage these women. Well, and, and I did, and it was a great five years, but that now there's a time to come back to my family and pour all into them. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I completely agree. All right, love. My last one on the list, um, what I always like to, to leave off on is to the one person or many that are listening to this right now and feeling inspired to make a change, what advice can you give them? Mm. Start today. Start right now. Make the decision today that you're not going to drink. Then reach out. Reach out to Decidedly Dry. Um, I'm on Instagram, Sober Sis, the community of women that uh, you can reach out to and join. There's also a Sober Mom Squad. I found that very fulfilling too. Another group of women you can reach out and, and um, know that you're not alone, right? Join a community of like-minded women and grow together. Mm -hmm. These are real relationships. They might be virtual, but these are real relationships. These are relationships that you can foster over the years and finally meet in person. Um, but don't give up. Don't think, oh, not today. No, today is the day. Do mm -hmm. it now. Do it today. And if you slip up in five days, then start again. Don't, don't worry about having a linear journey. Um, my, my journey was a roller coaster. I had many day ones. And if that's what it takes, you'll finally land. You will finally land the plane. Mm -hmm. Just don't give up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there will always be something, like you said, you know, like just start today. If you sit there and come up with excuses like, oh, man, well, we got spring break next week or we got so-and-so or it's so-and-so's birthday. Or, there will always be something. So mm -hmm. why not just start now? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, Jen, thank you so much. I love, love, love chatting with you. If people want to get in touch with you, is it okay that I share your Instagram handle in the show notes? Yeah. And, yay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think I do too. There's lots of X's and I think I figured it out one time that maybe it has to do with Texas or something, but. Oh yeah. I think it's Jen <laughs> with one in from Texas or something. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I adore you. But yeah. It's public. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing part of your story. I know that you inspired many and I am just excited to hear what's next for you. And uh, thank you for being of service too. It's a big deal when we put ourselves out there and you're helping many with Sober Sis. I know that for sure. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to have to go get a cup of tea now. You've inspired me to, <laughs> to open the drawer and refill the cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. Thank you for being here. Love you too. Bye. Bye. 
you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.